Hi, this is Bailey. I'm Kyla. I'm Aurora. And I'm Anastasia. All right, summaries. Okay. Um, are you ready, Go. Kyla? Go. Okay, so Victor on the ice gets saved, nursed back to health, talks about his childhood. And then talks, and then he goes to college. He loves science. You know, he's actually obsessed. He creates this monster out of dead people that he dug up from a gravesite. And then he's like, "Uh-oh, what did I do?" And then he runs away. And then they have all kinds of interactions. The monster interacts with different people. He interacts with different people. He 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 seems like he's actually going insane. And then uh, the monster kills someone, his little brother. And then he loses it even more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Your turn. All right, I'm gonna go now. Robert Walton is on an expedition. He finds Victor Frankenstein and he tells his story. Victor went to college and created a monster that killed almost all his family and friends. The monster eventually got a chance to tell his side of the story after killing almost all of Victor's family. Victor decides to pursue the monster and encounters Robert. Um, Victor dies and I don't know what else to say about that. I've got like six seconds in. <laughs> no, you know, when you, you you think about the book and you're like, I know what happened, but then you're also like, no, my brain is so empty. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say what happened. I've never retained a single piece of information in my life. <laughs> okay, right, it's your turn now. Okay, so um, Victor is rescued out on the ice by Walton and his crew. And when he's nursed back to health, he goes to college and studies science, and he ends up creating this monster um, while trying to reanimate a person. And it sort of works, but not really, because he's terrified of the monster and runs away. And the monster, who doesn't understand social interactions, um, is rejected by society and ends up killing the monster. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. Nice attempt, nice attempt. Um, okay, and then I'll go. So basically, Victor ends up on the ice and then uh, goes to his childhood. He really likes science and philosophy, and then he goes to college to study those stuff. With that knowledge, he creates a creature that in turn kills a lot of his family, pretty much all of his family, directly or indirectly, and then eventually is able to tell his side of the story and then asks for Victor to make a woman for him. Victor doesn't. Um, creature lashes out, and in turn, there's more murders and more deaths. And then, okay, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay. okay. Um. So, are we moving on to the question? Yes. Let me read question one to you guys. Okay. Question one: Who is smarter, Victor or the creature? I. Okay. So this is kind of a complicated question because I think that they're both smart in their own ways and you can't necessarily say one is smarter because Victor is kind of deranged and he's kind of always like just constantly losing his like, I don't know, like his marbles. And so he's he's like not emotionally intelligent at all, nor does he like look ahead and think like, oh, are my actions going to have consequences? But the monster learned how to do that but the monster isn't necessarily as book smart as Victor. He did read very high level books, but still he never obviously went to school or college. So he's never gonna be as book smart as Victor is. 
I agree with you to some extent. Victor is more intelligent as he has more experience going to school and reading philosophy, but the creature is more strategic and I would say wiser, for he reads difficult books about a range of different subjects. This knowledge that he's acquired is the first that he's ever known. Like he says, I found myself similar yet at the same time strangely unlike to the beings um, in the sorrows of Verter. And um, so I think he was bound to remember more of the info as it was the first that he's ever known. Yeah, I guess that yeah, makes sense. I, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I, um, I think that in the most literal sense, I think the creature is pretty smart considering that he was just kind of thrown into the world and was some like indirectly kind of nurtured by society. And just from that, he was able to read a book like Paradise Lost um, or any of the other like literature books that are considered pretty high level for anybody to read. So um, I do think that the creature is pretty smart. Mm -hmm. I think that they're, um, what you said in the beginning, how they're both smart in their own way. I think Victor is certainly more, like you said, book smart. Like he's much more intelligent when it comes to numbers and math and science, but um, the creature has a much better grasp on behavior and morality and I'm not quite sure how to describe it, but like what Victor owes him. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Victor is not able to kind of figure out the creature's pathway when it comes to the creature murdering Elizabeth. Like he do Victor doesn't know like that he was actually going to go for Elizabeth. Victor all the time thought that the monster was going to go for him instead. And I actually, I would argue that in a sense, like compared to just knowledge in general, obviously Victor would know more, but just in a sense, in terms of learning and being able to comprehend information, I actually think that the creature is smarter than Victor in that way. Just like he's superior in more of the physical aspects like physical strength etc i think he's also a little bit more intelligent um because it's only been a couple years since he was created yet he was able to understand very um intense emotions very multifaceted emotions and multifaceted problems he was able to understand a lot of like nature aspects like fire and how to cook food and that it gives warmth and he was able to understand people's reactions and why they were reacting a certain way. And learning all of that in some couple years is actually really impressive if you take a step back and just look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, I think so. that's 100% true because, I mean, obviously, if you think of like if you don't know about the characters and like what they're like you would obviously assume well victor is the smarter one he is the person and he has had a lot more life experience and he obviously grew up he had a childhood so it's not like he was just thrown in like the creature was but then at the same time it's just surprising how victor like seems to have understood like he, the way he describes his childhood he seems to have understood like normal stuff and while he was he, he did love reading and he was really intelligent he seems to he didn't sound that weird as a kid but i feel like the older he got the 
more deranged he became and so eventually the monster did like surpass his like moral compasses by far because obviously victor's he's his morals are a little bit off (laughs) but he passed him in a lot of things and it's just like it's honestly just impressive because it's like he had no really no help and he just did it all himself okay do we want to move on to the next question of course yes okay let me write down the timestamp. And then we can move on if my phone would start working. All right. Okay. Question two is, why would you consider Victor or the creature immoral? If so, why? If not, why not? I I would, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I would consider Victor not moral pretty much at all because his views are very off and Obviously, I mean, he did dig up graves to make a creature out of dead people's stuff. Like, you can tell it's off. But, and I think it's unfair to just label a creature as unmoral because while he did kill people, he, he, he sort of did that out of, like, he didn't know how to, like, deal with it any other way, if that makes sense, rather than specifically having the intention of, going out and wanting to kill people like he did save that little girl like he clearly knows mostly what is right and wrong and he tries to act on what is right and wrong because he doesn't want to seem scary to people because he has for a while (coughs) ignore me like choking on my own spit anyways yeah so i feel like the creature isn't necessarily moral but he's not necessarily unmoral he's somewhere in the middle and victor is just unmoral in my eyes I'm just going to casually slightly disagree. I'm kind of more towards Victor being a little bit more moral. Of course, Bailey, what you're saying about digging up graves is like completely messed up. But (laughs) Victor knows kind of what is right and wrong. Again, the graves, like seriously. But um, despite reading Paradise Lost about a moral creator, an all good creator, the creature is kind of confused. And instead of following the path of the creator of course victor was kind of not a good creator influence but he decided to follow a revengeful path so i would say victor's just a tiny bit more moral because he has a conscience like he knew that he was taking a risk by creating a female monster but yeah i'm kind of skewed between the two but i would say victor's tiny bit more moral i think that's a fair argument because Victor, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I agree with what you're saying because it's not that he's unmoral, it's just that he doesn't always act on what is morally correct even in his own head because his like thoughts like cloud his judgment a lot and so he doesn't really think about the consequences of his actions until he's already acted on his thoughts. Yeah, so true. I, I agree and disagree with both of you um, because I think it really depends on what part you're reading because they both of them had character development regardless of whether it was good or bad. And I think if you were looking at the beginning first where Victor created the creature and left the creature to fend on um, his own, I think in that case, the creature would have been more moral than Victor has because um, if we're talking about morality in the most, um, like, what's the word? In the most simple sense, 
where if it's like you're concerned about whether what's right and what's wrong when it comes to behavior um i think that victor was more morally skewed because he created something a person who has person-like qualities and thinks like a human being and just completely abandoned him and i think that is really immoral i don't know why you would create something that is so multifaceted even if it's young in terms of like how long it's been here on this earth um i think it's super immoral to just leave it there and then fend it on its own where it could hurt people it could hurt itself etc but if you're looking throughout the story um oh also <laughs> on that note um also the creature did help other people and did not understand why people didn't like him so he was not morally skewed in any sense the creature um he was helping the what are their names delacy's he was helping the Delacy's. He cut wood for them, etc. But I think later on in the story, as the creature kind of lost um, a sense of right and wrong, and it was more listening to his feelings than, you know, the well-being of other people. I think in that sense, um, even though Victor was still morally skewed, I think the creature overpowered him in that sense. Even though the environment kind of made him that way. I hope that makes sense. I agree yeah. with, oh, can I go? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I agree with what you said completely. I think, like, it definitely depends on the context of the situation, but overall, I think the monster has a better grasp on morality than Victor does because, and you can't really label them either way. On the one hand, Victor definitely did, um, a lot of very immoral things like the great robbing and the abandoning the creature but everything he did he did do or he had a reason for it which doesn't justify it but it's um or you can sort of see what led him there but the monster had no what how do i say it um the monster didn't have any prior experience or anyone to teach him what was right or wrong, and everything that he's done has been reactive to the people around him or his environment or his situation. So, everything, and Victor had plenty of chances to do the right thing or even to just like, like, yeah, like he could have helped the monster instead of abandoning him or created the um, female monster instead of destroying it. So while they both had like reasons for what they did, I think the monster's reasoning for everything was a little more, um, I don't want to say visible, but um, more, hmm. I don't know how to say it in one word. So, like, Victor had his reasons, but they were more flawed than the monster's reasons. Yeah, um, especially with the Elizabeth situation where, for example, in chapter 23, he says, I passed an hour in the state of mind when suddenly I reflected on how fearful the combat, which I momentarily expected, would be to my wife. Um, he was worried about the combat more than his wife, and that's why he sent her away. Um, I think 
his morals um although i'm sure he understood like oh you know like killing people is bad and you know helping people is good um i think he became more and more selfish the more pain he experienced and then also it's a dilemma when it comes to the creature's point of view because it's kind of like justice um because of injustice but if it's injustice to other people does that justice become not justice if that makes sense because if you're going to kill people because you feel injustice and that would be your, your form of justice it becomes an injustice because you're hurting other people and then it's not just anymore and it's this it's a very multifaceted thing and it's super complicated and i think at the end of the day it's more of like um it's not like a clear right and wrong and everybody has their own um interpretations of it i think you're totally right yeah because i mean yeah like in different parts of the novel obviously there are questionable things but everyone does questionable things so it's like you can't really judge someone off of one specific thing that happened or one specific thing that they did okay i am gonna go and uh, we we are way too talkative but it's fine it's fine we're <laughs> question three no it's literally we gotta we gotta do these ones a little quicker because we're at 17 minutes and we've only answered two questions anyways oh my god questions three um what symbols are in this novel what do they symbolize and how do they add to the book do these symbols impact the reader the things in the book main one obviously i think um what is it called well when you bring someone back to life i mean like that's that's resurrection a, yes that's what it's called <laughs> i just couldn't think of the word i don't know why but yeah that that is there's a lot though so you guys say whatever you your biggest one is i guess i don't know i think nature is probably the biggest one for me um just because in like for example on the island the rocky island um completely secluded super foggy that could be a symbol for um, kind of Victor's seclusion and isolation and how not only was he pushing himself away from other people to not get them hurt, but he was also in the most literal sense being isolated because people keep on dying in his life. Um, so yeah, that's, that's quite unfortunate. For me, I think the death of Henry and Elizabeth is the death of happiness and innocence in the novel. Uh, while they were still living, their presence added a whole new perspective on life compared to what Victor was giving us through his thoughts. So, yeah. I've got nothing else to add. <laughs> I like that thing about characters as symbols. Um, I'm not quite sure how to say it, but I think the little girl was important and specifically because the monster had interacted with her when he saved in a river was like a sort of symbol with or of the monster's morality or like learning about morality. If that makes sense. Yeah, I actually yeah. agree with that. I guess I didn't think of that as like the biggest symbol. But it really is, and it really shows a lot of his learning and character throughout the chapters previous to that occurrence.
I think we actually got through that question pretty quickly, thankfully. Um, <laughs> okay. Should we move on to the next one? Yes, we should, because otherwise she's going to have to listen to a podcast that is way too long. Um, okay. Next question is, how does Walton's decision to abandon his quest impact the theme of Frankenstein? Do you think Frankenstein or the creature had more of an impact on his decision? How can we relate the theme to our modern world? What other themes are there? I think it just, um, his decision just underlines the fact that you should not follow your dreams. That's basically what the theme of Frankenstein kind of is um, due to Victor going mentally insane throughout the book. Um, I think I think the creature might have more of an impact on the decision, kind of because like Frankenstein created this creature and this creature caused so many problems. And yeah, I just think the creature alone had more of an impact. I agree with that because while they both did have a lot of very different experiences in the book and they both obviously did not grow up the same way because uh, the creature didn't grow up at all. Anyways, you, you know that. But um, they both, I don't know, they both bring a lot of important things to the novel, but I just feel like the creature shows a bit more growth and more influential growth on, in the novel specifically than Victor does. Yeah, I I think that Walton's decision impacts the theme of Frankenstein greatly because like someone else mentioned previously, um it he kind of went against like the whole idea on what Frankenstein was you know based upon. Um instead of like unlike Frankenstein, Walton actually prioritized the safety of other people and just turned around the ship, while Frankenstein in that case would instead prioritize his own ambitions and do what he wanted to do the most because that's what he did um, with the creature. It's what he did um, with Elizabeth and it was exemplified through many other parts of the book. And I think that, um, I actually think that Frankenstein had more of an impact on that decision because I just think that Walton, um, he, just felt like sympathy for Victor and he might have felt like a little bit of sympathy for the creature but I don't think that the creature himself had that big of an impact. I think Walton probably realized that um like the downfall of Frankenstein and what caused him to go down this route and he probably learned from it or sort of applied it to that situation. Yeah that's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Can you repeat the question one more time? The phrasing kind of Yes. Okay. How does Walton's decision to abandon his quest impact the theme of Frankenstein? Do you think Frankenstein or the creature had more of an impact on his decision? How can we relate the theme to our modern world and what other themes are there? Which we already talked about the themes, but still. Okay, that's like three questions in one. I know, yeah, literally. All right, um... I think Walton's decision was influenced more, probably more by Victor because he hadn't even interacted with the monster yet. And while he believed Victor, um, he had no exactly, he didn't really have any sort of basis to go off of regarding the monster. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, that's just true. more of what you were saying. Um, and also he, 
something that Walton said. Um, he said, quote, I cannot lead them unwillingly to danger in reference to his crew. Um, like, even with the, even if he did have ambition, he said unwillingly. Um, he, like, regardless of whether he wanted to do it willingly or not, he was not going to leave them to do into danger and i think that is probably the lesson um of the story to not really follow your ambitions because it could put you and other people in danger um if you're not careful enough yeah especially because victor's so impulsive (laughs) (laughs) um and i think that we can relate this theme to our modern world because a lot of people nowadays are very impulsive. And although I do think that it's not a bad idea to listen to your feelings a lot of the time, I do think that we need to think about the consequences of our actions a lot more. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's more of a, like, global theme, I guess. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's a lot easier to communicate people than it ever was, like, the more we move forward. And so I feel like people just say stuff and they don't necessarily realize that while those words might not have consequences now, they could in the future because they just think, oh, well, it was, like, just funny or, like, it was just a joke. But, like, it doesn't always end up that way. Yeah, yeah two lessons we can learn here is, one, um, it's not really a good idea to follow your ideas on a whim sometimes. And I forgot the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone have anything to add? Nope. I think there was a sort of underlying theme of being judged solely based on appearance, um, especially in that moment when the monster saved the little girl, things like that. Um, and I think... I think we talked about this before in our last podcast, um, but about how social media and everything is very performative and judged um, based on looks and appearances. Yes, we did talk about that. And yeah, I feel like that makes people actually act on impulse a lot more because they just think, well, people will like me, but that's not really important at all because it's like, I mean you're not going to you're not going to really gain you might gain temporary happiness from someone or a group of people liking you but it's not going to last cuz that's not how it works all right are we are we good are we saying goodbye i guess so <laughs> yeah i think we're good um yeah <laughs> uh, bye mrs mormon bye bye